Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 79. So before we get started, thank you guys so much for listening, joining us. Make sure to do all of the things. We have social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is where we post our source material. Obviously, we post uh, pictures to Instagram. So you, if you want more content from the episodes, you can find those there. We have an email, crimologypod at gmail.com, that you can send anything really, comments, questions, concerns, all of that jazz over there. Make sure to leave us a rating. Leave us five stars. Do all of those things. Um, and yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening. We're just going to jump right into this episode. This is episode 79, Mary and Beth Staffire. In Roseville, Minnesota, lived the Staffire family. There's 36-year-old Mary and her husband, Irv, with their two kids, Steve and 8-year-old Beth. May 16, 1980, the day before the family had plans to move to the Philippines, Mary takes Beth into town to get a last-minute haircut. Later that night, with the boys at home, the boys grow suspicious when they don't hear from the girls, and it keeps, keeps getting later and later. It isn't until that night that Irv calls police to report the two girls as missing, and here is when he discovers that there was another boy in the same town that had been kidnapped that same day. Six-year-old Jason Wilkman was out playing at a park and never came home. So at this point, the search for Jason was already going on, but now that three people were missing, the search grew massive. Okay, so I just want to kind of go back to there. I'm just want to, I, I would think that going from Minnesota to the Philippines, that's quite the jump. I tried to look and see if they were like uh, my, I mean, Christian mindset. My Minis- uh, missionaries. Missionary is yeah. where my head went first went to, but I couldn't find a lot of why they they. Spoiler alert: They do end up moving to the philippines but i can't really find a whole reason why so i don't know if there's background in their family i mean it is cold in minnesota and i would assume that it's not that cold in the philippines i mean if you're gonna move anywhere i guess the philippines is a good place so when the girls get done with their haircut they are walking through the parking lot when a man approaches them The girls don't recognize him, but when he approaches them, he shows that he has a gun and he points that gun towards Beth. He tells Mary to get into their car because he needs a ride. So all three of them get into the car and they drive for about an hour. They all then get out of the car. The man ties the girls up and places them in the trunk of the car. Now, while in the trunk of the car, the girls try to work on getting themselves free. And while doing this, they get the intention of a driver who pulls the car over and comes to the back of the car and opens the trunk. When they are pulled over, the two, two boys who are riding their bikes pass the car. One of the boys riding the bikes becomes curious of what 
the driver is doing and comes to the trunk of the car. He looks in and then sees Mary and Beth tied up in the trunk. So at this point, the man takes that little boy and places him in the trunk as well. And then this little boy is what you can guess. This little boy is Jason, the same boy that was kidnapped the same day. So I don't know. I don't know the odds of, you know, um, multiple kidnappings in town, but this is one of those that at all of these kidnappings, even though Jason has no connection to Mary and Beth in any way, except living in the same town, they're all kidnapped by the same guy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that like, I mean, Roseville is basically, I mean, it's just outside of Minneapolis, which is a huge, huge city, but like, it's pretty, I mean, I would say your chances are very slim of this truly happening. Right. Of like, you're just randomly like. I don't have my kidnapping statistics in front of me. Um, but yeah, the odd of two set. I mean, there are two separate, two yeah, separate kidnappings, but thing. having by the same person. Yeah. So now with the three people in the back and the driver, they continue to drive for a while when the man pulls over again. So he opens the trunk, but this time takes Jason out of the trunk and closes the truck behind him, leaving the girls inside. So the girls were afraid that the man was going to leave them in the trunk to die. And as time goes by, they don't hear anything outside they go grow more afraid that this was his plan. But the man does end up coming back, but moves the girls from Mary's car to a van. When the girls ask about Jason, the man tells them that he put the boy somewhere wh- where police would find him. Unfortunately, it would be months before police would find Jason's body and discover that the man had murdered him. So going back to, I mean, like, this almost seems like I don't want to say this was necessarily planned, but it kind of felt like, or it kind of seems like he had at least thought of doing this. As, you know, assuming that this van, like, if he planted this, you know, if he kind of set up the van or something like that. Oh, he set up the van for sure. So, I mean, but like, I think that, you know, unfortunately, Jason was kind of at the wrong place wrong time wrong place wrong time type of thing and just kind of it just happened that way right. but like uh, i think this was definitely a i don't want to say fully set up deal but it was it was definitely planned oh yeah least. the van is definitely planned i how you know same thing like you said i think jason was just if jason would have kept going on his bike i think he would have been fine but it's the fact that curious kids and he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time so after some time so they continue driving after some time they pull into a house and the man takes the girls and puts them into a bedroom closet so there were two small throw pillows and scattered rugs on the floor and a small bulb in the middle of the closet So before the closing the door, the man uses a screwdriver to take the doorknob off, basically locking the girls inside of this bedroom, small bedroom closet. 
So about a week after being kidnapped, the man takes Mary out of the closet and into the living room of the house. And there is a camera set up recording them. So at this point, the man starts to tell Mary who he is. And this is where it gets super interesting. (laughs) 15 years ago, Mary was a high school teacher. She had a student in her class by the name of Ming Sin Xiu. At this point, Mary recognizes the man and realizes that this isn't just a random kidnapping, that this was indeed planned. This man would end up being Ming Sin Chu from her class 15 years ago. Ming tells Mary that she gave him a bad grade in her class that destroyed his perfect record. That grade would end up being a B minus. Okay, so can we take a quick sidebar here? Sidebar. We're just going to, this is going to be just Stephen's quick corner right here. Okay. What was the lowest grade you got in high school? Oh, gosh. High school was easy, so I don't think I ever got really any bad grades. But there are probably definitely some C's in there. I don't think I ever got D's, but I was lucky if my average was a B minus. <laughs> kind of how I was in high school, too. But then when college rolled around, it wasn't oh, as great. Sounds <laughs> great. Oh, you know, in my like my marketing classes, like I got like either like pretty good A's or like very high B's. It was just those like those random like right. you've got to take this class to pass college. Listen, C's get degrees. And I'm like, okay, I'm C's gonna try a moderate amount. Okay. So the grade that destroys his perfect record is a B minus. This also sounds like Jordan. Uh, this is what exactly who I thought it's of like when I said Jordan gets this. a B plus and the world is over. <laughs> she drives me crazy. <laughs> From this point Ming became obsessed with Mary and had been following her for over 10 years. He knew about toys that Beth played with in her room. He knew where they placed their spare key for their house. He knew Mary's schedule from week to week. And he also knew that the family had plans to move the next day and knew that he needed to act fast if he wanted his plan to work. He wanted Mary to fall in love with him, so he thought that if he took her, she would start to feel something like Stockholm Syndrome. June 7th, day 23 of the girls' kidnapping, Ming rents an RV so that they could play house and have a road trip to Chicago. While they are there, Ming leaves Beth tied up in the RV and ends up taking Mary out into public. Mary starts using traveler's checks to pay for certain things, thinking that someone would be notified that she was using them and then they would grow suspicious, but no one noticed and nobody in her bank or whoever caught on to this. And I think this also goes back to the, I know I make this comparison a lot, but like this goes back to the whole, like this is, you know, 42 years ago at this point. So, like, technology wasn't near what it was. I mean, even in, like, the 90s, you know, like, if you just go 10 more years. Right. Like, you're going to have, you know, especially things now that, like, it's clearly going to flag something like that if, if your bank account's, like, 
now we you've live been where... you've been dead quiet for a while and then it's just like stuff starts popping up everywhere it's gonna flag somebody and it's gonna start raising well, like flags yeah, 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 yeah miles away and yeah. they're like my parents live in arizona so i go to arizona and my bank's like hey is this you and i'm like yep so yeah i get what you're saying so now we jump to july 4th ming takes the girls out to watch fireworks the whole time he's threatening and saying that if the girls tried anything he would kill them and their family so while the girls were out they walked by a police car mary didn't try to get the police officer's attention instead took time to memorize the phone number for the police station that was found on the car and then when they got home mary made beth memorize the phone number as well hoping that this would ultimately help them escape at some point so now you were just talking about technology yep when this story comes across i was like just call 911 bro however I didn't do, I did a deep dive on 911. However, I did not write any of it down. So I don't have any of the information to heart. But I can tell you that at this point in 1980, 911 was a thing. However, it wasn't used as often as it is now. Right. So even though it was what feels like, I mean, 1980 was not that long ago. So even though it was not that long ago, this was still something that, I mean, for years, these people were having to memorize phone numbers. So this was also something that like, what's the word? Like is habit Mm -hmm. is to learn this phone number, but also like 911 was being used in bigger cities and bigger towns before it was used worldwide. Right. You go. So to put that out there, I know this is like 1980s, the dark ages. Um, but this is one of those, it was like, I read this and I was like, what? I was like, no, just use 911. Well, that's what, that's what I was thinking whenever you had that in the, in the here and they're like, called the number memorized. I'm like, yeah it's pretty easy to remember that number right but i mean you know yeah like right. what you were saying like if it's not really that you know if it's not really widely known right so it or was widely a thing used. at this point yeah. but it would just wasn't like widely used right that, yeah so anyways side story so now we're to july 2nd two days later ming wants the girls to play house with him and have a family game night And at this point is when he tells the girls that he is going to move all three of them far away to a better house so that they can actually start their family together. And this is when Mary knows that she has to make something happen because they're running out of time. So the next day, July 7th, Ming is out of the house and Mary knows that this is the moment. The girls are tied up in the closet when Mary reaches for the door hinge pin to see if it would come out, she's surprised that it comes out smooth as butter. So after taking the pin out, she removes the door completely and plans her escape. 
So the girls moved to the kitchen where they called the number that had been memorized. They tell police who they are and say that they need help. Beth tells Mary that they should hide outside in case Ming comes back before the police get there. So they exit the back of the house, not knowing that at the same time they're leaving the house, police are already pulling in and surrounding the house. So police will end up finding the girls hiding behind a car and Ming is arrested the same day. So just kind of like, I mean, obviously this is kind of a, like, you know, it's a dire situation, but like, it's pretty impressive that by the time that they get outside and I know like the police are already like rolling in right now, obviously, you know, cause you know, sometimes they don't have, you know, obviously police stations are closer to some areas than others, but like, I it's still really impressive. It's still very impressive that like, literally it was just like, I mean, cause you know, like we just said, technology wasn't as, you know, high tech as it was you know, because that's what I thought of is if 911 isn't a big thing, then how is their technology in the police station? Like, you know, are they going to have to be like, well, you know, we have no idea where you are because we we don't have that technology yet. But right. it is impressive that they so, did have that technology. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, really. I mean, and you got to think of those kind of cars that they had back then, too. I mean, those things were like boats. Right. Like they were not. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they had some fast cars. But nothing like they've got now where it's just like you go zero to 60 in like four seconds in some of those cop cars. So it doesn't stop here. While trial and court hearings are happening, Ming continues to threaten the girls, saying that when he gets out of prison, that he will find them and he will kill them. Ming even tries to hire an inmate in the prison to kill Mary and Beth before the trial starts. However, the inmate ends up going to police with the information without acting on it. During Ming's trial, Ming does get physically a hold of Mary. He jumps up from where he is sitting and grabs her by the throat and places a knife to her throat. He threatens everyone to not get close and ends up cutting Mary in, on the face that would scar. But in the end, Ming was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, bold statement during your trial that you're going to be like, I'm going to kill you, and then like <laughs> slice your face a little bit. Like, like that's a... You're never going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a pretty good way of not... Uh, prove your innocence right a pretty good way to prove you're guilty where i came across this case but it was one again one of those cases that i think i had written down on my list and i was just like well let's look at it and see if it's a good case Mm -hmm. and i was like what you know and then you find out that it's Ming and you find out that it was a student. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. And then you find out that he's mad because of a B minus. And I was like, that's wild. And then you find out that he's like, I want you to love me because you gave me a B minus. And I was like, okay, weird. And then you're like, oh, and it was, so this was one of those cases that I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> like it kept well, gradually kept getting 
I think it's kind of funny too because you know I still live in the same town that I graduated high school from and all that and I've literally lived in one area my entire life can you tell Stephen doesn't like change anyways continue <laughs> we're working on that part um but no like it's just one of those things of like like i'll rain like i'll see people at like we go out to dinner or grocery shopping or whatever and i'm like that that's that per- i mean like i'll know their right. day but it's like oh that's so and so from i graduated or they were you know it's just and it's just like so i'm kind of surprised that like it took her that long to realize that it was Ming when they. I mean, but fifteen years of kids. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. But there's some of those, like some of my teachers that I had back in high school, like they'll see me and they'll still recognize me. Yeah, I don't know how teachers and then, do it. And but then there's also some of them that like. I was only in their class like one time right. and I'll kind of pass them and like, I'll know who it is, but they have no idea who right. I am. Right. So it's, it's one of those things of like, it's kind of crazy to me, but then again, it's just like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause it was 15 years. And right. So, so life lesson, if you get a B minus, it's not the end of the world. Don't steal your teacher. <laughs> 15 years later it's after not stalking it. them I for know. 10 years don't fall in love with your teacher <laughs> or force your teacher to fall in love with you is better advice sure we'll go with that <laughs> so we're just gonna we're going straight past steven's segment um Steve, and we're just steven's had a busy week so steven has just decided to slacker bless you all with no steven's corner this week <laughs> So yeah, episode 79, I believe we only have um, 10 more episodes in this uh, season. season. Um, and then we will do just a quick two-week break. Um, but like I said, we'll have 10 episodes, so that's 10 more weeks. Um, but yeah, just again, want to alliterate. Um, thank you so much for continuing to come back and listen to us. Um, numbers are steady and then they're growing. And so our app that we look at posting and stuff has changed and has updated. So we get so much more information. And so seeing all of that new information and seeing the new numbers is really cool. So thank you guys just for continuing to come back and listen to us mumble about random things and stuff Sam likes to talk about. Yeah. I enjoy it. (laughs) So that's just a thank you from me. So yeah, like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. 